What's up, all you beautiful people? It's your boy Hobart. How you doing? How are you? Man, I just watched the most beautiful sunset from the top of my roof. It's one thing we get here in the Bay Area that is still very beautiful are these epic sunsets. And um, tonight was one for the record books, folks. Um, man, I'm feeling inspired. So inspired. I usually record these intros like the day that I release the episodes, but I'm just so fired up from this conversation I just had uh, that I I just wanted to sit down and do it right now and try to bottle some of that lightning and, you know, just get it down. Um, and here we are. Uh, it's this, this conversation, I, I feel like this is one of the best pod, podcasts we've done and you know, obviously you'll all be the judge and I hope you guys like it. Maybe I'm tooting my own horn too much, but I'm fired up. I'm fired up. Um, doing this show has provided me with the opportunity to meet some really incredible people who have such drive and desire and creativity and it's just, it's, it's so inspiring to get to witness that and to talk to these people time and again and, and just hear how everybody is like making their way, doing the thing that they love, pursuing their dreams. And it really makes me feel like I'm part of a larger community. Um, when you're When you're doing a one-man operation, at times it can be really lonely and it can feel like you're kind of just struggling against everything against the world against the universal pushback mostly against myself so these conversations you know when when you see someone fired up about their their dream or their project and and you watch them succeed and you watch them you know uh develop and grow and then you get to sit down and talk to them about that it's infectious and I'm feeling that way right now, and uh, and I owe a lot of it to my guest today, um, who's been on the podcast before. Um, if you go back, episode thirty nine, "Love Is Currency," but death death by crypto. It's my boy Anthony Walker. Uh, he's making a triumphant return to the Bartcast today. Uh, because Anthony wrote a book. Uh, so he gets to add the title of author to his already illustrious, uh, his, his already illustrious roster of definitions of self. Um, but yeah, Anthony is just such a joy to talk to. And, you know, I think that the, the people have also spoken. One of, one of the better voices I've had on here, he's got a great timbre and, um, he wrote a book, he wrote a children's book called B is for black wealth. And it, it's an artifact that he is offering up to his community, uh, in an effort to, to generate, you know, more financial literacy, uh, in the black community and for people that have historically been, uh, d disadvantaged in, in gaining, um, this information and, and in, uh, encoding this information into their, into, into how they make reality. And, uh, 
We talk all about the intention behind the book. We get a little sample of the book itself. And, you know, I can't sit down without this with this guy without just getting into some amazing tangents. And I felt like there was a lot of beautiful truth sharing and learning. Uh, I always feel like I've, you know, I've learned a lot when I sit down with this person and it makes me a richer person for having done so. So hopefully you guys get to taste a little bit of that juice and, uh, and, and that it inspires and edifies you as well. Uh, or, or that you just find it interesting or, you know, that somehow, you know, enriches your life. That's, that's through the real point here. Um, this is another video podcast as well. So I love that y'all are listening on here. I love that this is an audio, you know, I think audio podcasts, it's mostly what I listen to. And if this is the way you want to imbibe it, then by all means. Um, but if you are a visual person and you're in a situation where you can watch it, I also highly recommend that you do that because I'm also a videographer and this is part of that practice as well. And Anthony challenged me, you know, when I asked him to come on again, he's like, all right, I'll come on, man, but we got to do video. And I was like, all right, but can we find another space to do it? He's like, no, man, we got to do it in your room. So I really appreciate Anthony. I appreciate you pushing me and uh, got the camera set up. And so I'll be releasing alongside this audio episode. Um, I'll be releasing the video podcast on my YouTube channel, which is the, the Bart cast. Uh, you, you can know it by the logo. And so if you want to see some faces to the voices, it'll be up there. We also, uh, you'll get to see what the book looks like and um, what the art looks like and uh, what we look like. So I'll put the uh, links to the B is for Black Wealth website in the show notes um, in case you're like me and you have a hard time remembering you know, specifics of what people said. Um, so if you do, if you are interested in the book, please go out and, and support Anthony and buy it. I think it's going to be a really useful tool for, you know, for anyone black or otherwise. Uh, and we, we get into that as well. Um, but yeah, I, I just love when I see one of my friends, when I see a friend make something, of value and and in their flow it, it's so inspiring and, and anthony's definitely in his flow right now so without further ado let me introduce to you my man anthony walker on this episode 45 of the bartcast great to hear from you what a surprise So I appreciate you for having me back, man. Yeah, for real, for real. I appreciate you for coming on. Well, welcome back. Um, happy Thursday, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. New Year's. New Year's. How was your New Year's? Um, it was cool, man. It was cool. I'm trying to think of what I did. I, I'm not like a great remember. <laughs> <laughs> for real. 
Um, New Year's is actually my anniversary. Me and my wife. Oh. Been together for like eleven years on New Year's. Wow! But we didn't do anything special this this time around at all. Um, we went to Napa last weekend, so that was kind of like our fake New Year, mm-hmm. you know, like anniversary celebration kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, that's yeah. got to be tricky, right? Because you have like uh, it's like a kid who has got his birth. Like my grandpa's got his birthday on Christmas, so Facts. it's like. Do we go out and do the big thing with all the homies? Do we mm-hmm. do the intimate thing to, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to you know, recognize this day for the two of us? Mm-hmm. Or, um, I could see that being, you know, almost like setting aside another night or mm-hmm. making that decision. So, I mean, we didn't do anything the day of, for real. We just kicked mm-hmm. it at the house and ordered some food in and kicked it. But uh, this year so far, I think we're like 13 days in or something like that. This year so far has been been cool man real interesting i feel like i'm starting to it's this the, just these last 13 years have have framed a lot of things for me like in life so it's mm. kind of cool to see you know what yeah. i'm saying been a cool year so far man that's i, I dope, can't man. complain i mean that's impressive just to have been in a relationship that long mm. i think my longest is three years so like to me that's a whole deeper dive you know to to spend yeah. that amount of time with you're such a di- you're physically a different person I think almost two times over now, right? Every oh, seven yeah. years, every cell in your body is completely different. So. That's, that's facts. I'm going to use that on the next year. Like, look, I'm a yeah. different person. Exactly. Second time around. You and gotta, this is you how gotta, much I love you that, that this new version right. of me loves the go. new version of you. That's a good one. I was thinking about using it for like a deep, like deviously, <laughs> not not so much that way, but I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to yeah. use it that way too, though. Yeah, but yeah. I, was, I was thinking, of, you know, I don't know, like. I'm different. You got to treat me different today. I'm, I'm a whole there different you go. person. New That's, Anthony wants yeah, this, this, and exactly, this. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We need to renegotiate since I'm, this is the second time I've been a new person since we've been together. Right. But yeah, nah, cool, man. It's, it's been cool, man. Beautiful thing. I'm, I'm genuinely appreciate my relationship. Um, and it's been good to, to, to celebrate 11 years for sure. Hell yeah. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it, brother. She, and she's been pretty active with you, right? And working and helping you build this brand and develop. Uh, yeah, I, behind the scenes for sure. Like my wife is like, she's like the best editor in the world. You mm. know what I'm saying? For me, like she's, she's has a hypercritical lens when it comes to certain things. Like she's really good at seeing, like she's very likes what she doesn't like. Doesn't, you know what I'm saying? Like very understands exactly what she doesn't like. So she actually like was one of the editors for my book. Um, you know, but just everything, it could be anything like, what do you think about this flyer? Or like, what do you think about this design? Yeah. And she has a, 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 a very keen opinion. Tastemaker. So, yeah. In a lot of ways. Yeah. She, yeah, she's very, and she very, she's always like, she cares about how things look, um, and how they, you know, kind of feel. So I definitely lean on her when it comes to that. Like, I'm not opposite. Like I don't, you know, I'm not like a very, like, uh, I'm not worried about pleasing people aesthetically. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like as much. And I'm not, not to say I'm not, I don't enjoy being aesthetically pleased. I think we all do, but that's just not my thing. And it's a trip cause I have a clothing brand, but I'm not, right. I don't care about that necessarily. So she's yeah. definitely been super helpful. Um, so it's kind of like, I, it's an oxymoron. Like mm-hmm. I, like I, I, I want my clothes to look cool though. She's like, the yin to your yang or yeah, the yang for, to your yin. For sure. For I sure. mean, that's, that's so important. I think a lot of partnerships tend to have, that dynamic where you have like the kind of linear executor Mm -hmm. directional, Mm -hmm. you know, focus mind. That's like, that's kind of like, um, that's like executing on ideas, Mm -hmm. but then you also need that, like 
free-floating, creative, mm-hmm. dreamer, mm-hmm. aesthetic person that's that's going to be like, you know, dressing everything up. And mm-hmm. You see it a lot in business. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll have two partners that are mm-hmm. you know, have those complementary strengths. And I mean, that's what a value, even just to have someone who will give you that honest opinion. Like, oh, yeah. this is whack. Like, we right, all need that person right, who's right, like, this right. is whack. A good you know? try, but it didn't work, man. Yeah. Let it go. You see the artists who For don't sure. have that. And yes. Like, Ooh, that's yes. Rough, you know? And you see the people social. You see people that don't have that socially either, right? Like certain people when they get to a certain level, like fame. Mm-hmm. It's like, bro, who do they? T- who did you run this by before you decided to say this or, yeah. or to make that decision or to do that, make that artistic decision or whatever the case is? Or you that's get, where, or you maybe you start out with that, but then you attain that level of success to where you're surrounded by yes men. Facts. We've seen a lot of people. Yeah fall victim to suddenly you, you you don't have those people in your life anymore who mm-hmm. are telling you like not yet you got to rethink it yeah. or you got to redevelop it facts and, facts um i get it cuz it's you know i mean i can see how easy it would be after like you've made your way on your own like there is a certain element of needing to really just trust your vision mm-hmm. i don't care what people tell me mm-hmm. i believe in this mm-hmm. therefore I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And if you've done that and made a career out of that, like I could see it being just increasingly compelling to just follow your vision mm-hmm. and say, fuck you to everybody who disagrees. Yeah. But yeah. I think that's where collaboration is so important. Yeah. Know, having those different minds, a lot of like the best ideas, certainly in like the, the music videos that I've made mm-hmm. are like ideas where, on set someone had this idea and like my first instinct was to like shut them down you know yeah. like, that's stupid like, yeah. waste of time but almost like as a skill i've worked on trying to like kind of change that loop inside mm-hmm. of me so that like i'm gonna say yes i'm gonna give this person the opportunity to have their idea mm-hmm. you know we'll see in post whether it makes the final cut or not right and i've been surprised at like having that mindset, a, the person's going to work extra hard. Cause you're actually, they feel like they're invested now. They're empowered. Yeah. yeah. But then be like, I don't know everything. And a lot of times mm-hmm. like the, these ideas are stuff that I didn't even think of. And it, it actually really helps mm-hmm. the final product overall. Yeah. And I will be surprised how often we're wrong. Number one. Yeah. How oh, much we don't know how many blind sure. spots we have, but I think you're right. I think what you're speaking to is like, just like the, the importance of collaboration in business and creatively, I think is like we see a lot of uh, examples of, of of that happening. Like even just thinking of music, like hip hop, for example, specifically, but music in general. Music is not it's not as good when it's one person doing everything. Like unless we're talking about Prince, mm-hmm. like you need people to do different things and to yeah. collaborate and to contribute to a project for it to really, you know, be as beautiful. The, the beautiful level of art that we all love and at this point are accustomed to. Um, but I, I, I do, I don't think that that gets as much uh, spotlight, like how important it is to collaborate. I don't think that it gets as much spotlight or airtime as it pro- probably should. Like an example for me, like recently, so for the book drop, and me and you talked about this a little bit, mm-hmm. but when we, and maybe I, we should introduce the book. I don't know how you want to do it, but for the you book. No, dr- no, let's, let's introduce the book. Okay. Well, let me, I, I explain why, this. Why and you, then, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'll just get through anecdote. this. I get through this talk, thought and then we'll introduce the book. For sure. But we talked about it a little bit. Like for the book drop, I did like a, uh, like a mini documentary style, like introduction to the book. Um, and it was a, a real cool experience for me because I've never had 
multiple people working on one pro- like a project that I created at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I've kind of been a one man show in a lot of different ways. Um, but that was the first time that people were lending their creative energy to what I what I created. Um, and I think that like the result of that was was, was super duper dope for me and, and super eye opening. More than anything, I, I learned so much through the process, and I wouldn't trade that process for anything, right? Um, and I think there is that push and pull, like, nah, this is my vision. Mm-hmm. This is how I want it. And, like, all right, bro, I understand your vision. It's not doable. Like, I really do camera work. or I am really right. do production. or I really do direction. Like, just trust what I got going on, too. So How I think validating is that, though? Like, I, I'm, I'm wondering, like, if you had that moment where you took a step back and were able to be like, look at all these creators who are, like, believing in my vision or mm. my that must have felt so validating to have other people excited about your idea. Yeah. Nah, it was cool, bro. And and I didn't realize it until like we got like to the day, like the day of execution. Like we did all the like pre-production meetings and stuff like that. But once we got there that day and everybody was there, I realized like, dang, number one, yeah, super grateful that these people think enough about me and or my idea and or my business to want to be involved in this particular project. Number two, it was cool because I realized that everybody that was a part of it were people that I that I've grown up with, right? People I've been knowing since like eight years old. Um, so like the people I don't want to go too much into. Well, I, I'll just go. In, we'll just go into it. Whatever. whatever yeah, whatever yeah. you like. But the people that the publishers for my book, they're two twin twins. Their name is Channing and Chelsea Moreland, and I've been knowing this since I was eight years old. And I've been knowing the person that directed my that directed like my mini docs is like ten years old or you know like we were children. I've been knowing the the producer since elementary school, the camera people. Like it's just on, when we were on set that day, I realized like wow, I've been knowing all of you my whole life, and all of them didn't necessarily know each other all that time. There mm-hmm. was some inter, some some overlap where like a lot of other people, a lot of them also knew each other for a long time, but it was just cool. Like wow, like y'all are really the people that are part of this next step in my journey. And that was powerful, man. That really like blew me away. And I really enjoyed and appreciated that opportunity. Right. And like, you know, my business is based on economics and finance finances. So it was also cool to be able to, to, to realize and understand like, wow, this book that I created is helping other people eat. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like they're able to make money because of this idea that I created. Yeah. So that's like the real cool thing for me is like another portion that was like real cool for me as well that's that's great man i mean i think you hit hit on a topic that that i've been sitting with a lot lately too which is like i almost feel a responsibility like this is something that really inspires me as i continue to build my brand it's like i want to be a success so that i can get my fellow artists paid facts you know what i mean like to me success looks like me being able to i was just talking about this with my boy Eli yesterday, like I know so many incredibly talented musicians mm-hmm. who play a lot of gigs mm-hmm. and make great music and are so allergic to like the online world for good mm-hmm. reason. Mm-hmm. It's like anti their aesthetic, mm-hmm. but like that's also where a lot of the money is. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to build this container, this platform where I can like hire someone to make me a song where I have like need of the art mm-hmm. and I have, you know, you kind of get to be that bridge of like, I am connected to people that have resources mm-hmm. and I can be like someone that is funneling that to people 
in my community and I've built mm. like my brand and my platform in a way so that it, we can all still be genuine, mm -hmm. be our true selves, mm -hmm. make art that we love and, you know, be fairly compensated for it. And it sounds like you, you know, you got to do a bit of that with this project. And I'm, I'm, I mean, hearing you talk, it's like, how delightful is that to like look around and realize that you're a peer Mm -hmm. That you're like have a seat mm -hmm. at a table with all these creatives, mm -hmm. you know, and you're, I mean, to me, that feeling of camaraderie of like being on the team, mm -hmm. having my ideas taken seriously, mm -hmm. getting to, getting to collaborate with other talented artists. Like that's, that's Nirvana. That's bliss. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. nah, facts, bro. And, and the crazy thing is like, I didn't, I didn't realize it till the time. And uh, I'm trying to pick on what you just said that really sparked me. I think I might have lost my thought. <laughs> but you said something that was, so, oh, the container, right? Yeah. So, like, I think that what you're talking about and what you're doing and creating is, like, super important. It's that container. It's the structure, right? Because no matter how, no matter how we, everything has to run through something, right? So if you think of, like, electricity, there's a there's a uh, wires right, and I don't know I'm not an electrical genius by any <laughs> means right, yeah, but yeah. there's wires that hold that current, mm -hmm. and because the wires hold hold the current, you could run electricity anywhere right. When before it was just you know, it was fire like mm -hmm. you know so there was no electricity we didn't we couldn't yeah. contain it we didn't have it contained and we couldn't control it therefore, and I don't mean control in a bad way but we couldn't use it. Yeah. So I think that that's a worthy thing that you're doing is creating a container because the power is really the electricity. The power is really the art that's going to populate your container. Mm -hmm. And that art still needs a container, right? Yeah. Everything, every good idea needs to be packaged or it's just a good idea. Um, so I think that's a real cool thing, a real cool way that you're looking at it. And I, I did get a chance to experience that a little bit, which was super cool. And again, not necessarily purposely, but like everything I was doing was purposeful, but it wasn't on purpose. I didn't realize what was going to come from it. But yeah, bro, that's definitely like the goal and should be the, the, uh, what we're looking as builders, people that want to build stuff. That's what we should be looking to build things that could hold be people, other people's creative genius and, and, and platform and display other people's creative genius. That's like, that's it, bro. Yeah. Straight up. Well, I mean, you, you've done the work on your own of developing yourself as a producer, someone mm. who creates. That's one thing that I've learned through the process of doing this, this podcast is like you stick to it and you keep doing it and people start to see you as a doer. Mm. Like there's a guy that does mm. stuff, mm. you know, mm -hmm. and that puts you in a position then to take advantage of the opportunities that inevitably rise. Mm. You know, it's like you've put yourself in a position where other people in your community are seeing you as someone that can execute, mm. can make things happen. You built something for yourself. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people with dreams of building and executing is kind of the, you know, that's that X factor that, mm. that is, the, that's where the discipline and the practice comes in. And the fact that, uh, you know, that you're seen as that now allows you to have, I mean, that's kind of where I think, all of us are creatives want to be is that place where people are reaching out to us mm -hmm. to make stuff mm -hmm. like where we're, uh, cause, cause so much on the front end is pushing, 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 trying to get opportunities, trying mm -hmm. to hone your craft, trying to be, put yourself in those places. And, you know, we really can only rely on ourselves in those moments to get through that. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I do think there's an eventual moment where you kind of 
start that perpetual motion machine of, of, uh, of energy around you to where these opportunities start to come up more and more. Mm -hmm. I just got a call today from a friend who referred their friend and wants me to do a music video. And like, Mm -hmm. that feels so good Mm -hmm. to get an organic lead just out of the blue where like Mm -hmm. someone thought enough of my art and I thought enough of me Mm -hmm. to put my name someone else's year. Mm -hmm. Now that person's reaching out to me like, Hey, I want to pay you to make art for me. Like, bro, that's, that's it. (laughs) Now that's it right there, bro. Like, like you said, like being known as a doer and an executor pays dividends over time. And we, we talked a little bit earlier about just putting reps up, like mm-hmm. just I got I got to I got to I got to put my reps in in anything, whatever it is you're doing, because whether it's a success, whether it's a miss or a fail, like a success or a failure, a miss or a make the fact that you put the reps in, put you in that category of a doer. You know what I'm saying? So I, I love that. And that inspires me. That makes me want to do more like, dang, you're <laughs> right, bro. Like it's a couple of things on my mind that I want to do. I'm going to do. But it's really just a matter of just executing and letting letting I don't know the language you use, mm-hmm. but that that energy yeah. of execution, right? It's like I don't know the laws of physics either, but it's like perpetuating. Yeah, exactly. Like whatever, whatever, an object in motion stays in motion, mm-hmm. right? So I think that's the idea of like creating, putting energy behind your movement, putting energy yeah. of what you have, what you have going on. Um, and we'll see friction at different points in times, but as long as you're pushing in that direction, pushing, doing things. Um, and cool things at that, then, you know what I'm saying? That's how, that's how you, you get to a place where you're just at this point, you're just fielding opportunities as opposed to like going, knocking on doors and trying to figure it out. And I see that happening for me at this point in life where I'm, I am, I am able to field some opportunities. It's just like, so far the opportunities that I'm, that I'm fielding are, uh, they haven't been that profitable yet <laughs> you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like i feel like most of what i've what i've created uh, what i've gotten been off of like this is what i've created for myself but i would love for it to be a situation where it's like hey i, I love what you've created for yourself um i love the container that you created can you help me strategize on this container that i want to create that's i think where my ultimately where i want to be at um like a consultant type type yeah I, and that's the thing it's tough bro because so many things that we want to do are undefined. Like so many things, so many talents and skill sets that we have are really undefined. Um, so yeah, we could call it a consultant, but mm-hmm. I, the way I'm looking at it now is like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a business strategist. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a community builder. Those are the th- a community organizer. That's what I want to do. And that's what I want to be. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, as I'm doing it for myself, you know, I, obviously like we reap the benefits of doing it for ourselves, but how, you know, you kind of made it. Mm-hmm. And this is based on just hearing what you just said, but how you know you've made it and you've done an excellent job at doing it for yourself is when people reach out to you like, hey, I've seen what you've built. I would mm-hmm. love to, you know, you for you to help me build that for my for myself or for yeah. my team. Right. So, like, that's another great, <laughs> great yeah. point that, yeah. you know, what I'm saying that you you inspired that out of me to like, yeah, bro, that's what I want. It's like I remember being in my early 20s. And I, I used to do this all the time, but like sitting down and trying to like really get to the root of what I wanted out of life, mm-hmm. what I want out of a career, what mm-hmm. I want, you know, the easy American answer is money. Yeah. A lot of people like stop there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I never really had a lot. So it was always something that was like fun to fantasize about. But when I really, I also didn't really trust 
like money for the sake of money because I saw a lot of rich people that were really unhappy. Mm-hmm. And I remember one day I did that thought exercise and I had this vision of like, you know, pick X artist, right? Like Jay-Z or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or some comedian or something, right? And I'm thinking about like what their daily work schedule is like, you know? And I mm-hmm. think about like, Jay-Z going to a meeting where people are pitching him on mm. ways to make him money. Mm. Right. And like, so I would think about that. Like, that's kind of what I want my life to be like, where like mm. my work is, is going and, and having these meetings with people who want to do stuff with me. And then the rest of the time I get to just do fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that's actually making money too. Mm. That, uh, like that was like a, a realization that I had where it's like, it's, to me that's the success is that Mm -hmm. you're like in collaboration that you're Mm -hmm. in a system that is feeding you energetically where other people who have spent time developing their own thing Mm -hmm. are trying to align themselves with you because you've built value into whatever it is you're doing Mm -hmm. and uh and i think that speaks to to what you were just saying just that um you know that that's kind of what you know that's what we have to keep pushing for. Mm-hmm. Eventually the dream is that it will take off on its own, you know? Mm-hmm. And that like, I mean, even this week I've spent, you know, on one hand, haven't worked a bunch where I'm getting paid. Mm-hmm. But when I actually take inventory, I've spent like so many hours this week, like developing projects, doing creative work, building stuff that, that will lead to something maybe. Mm-hmm. And, I was thinking about this yesterday. Like I did that. I was taking inventory of everything that I've got done this week. Like, man, but that didn't even feel like work. That was just fun. You know? And like, I'm getting closer and closer, like every month, every week to like having more of my time taken up with that stuff. And there's Mm -hmm. this deep intuition that like, eventually I'll be able to support myself doing that. Mm -hmm. And it won't have to feel like, you know, growing up in this country and this culture, you know, and this, I sent you that, that podcast earlier this week, I got super mm-hmm. fired up on, they were talking about how like, you know, you look at little kids mm-hmm. and they don't know that work is bad. Mm-hmm. Like to mm-hmm. them, it learning is great. Learning mm-hmm. is fun. They, mm-hmm. They're so into it. And they, fu- they found that like it, it right around, uh, I think it's third grade mm-hmm. is where that switch flips mm-hmm. and it's directly coincides with when they institute public testing in schools. Wow. And it goes from like, Hey, we're like doing fun, creative stuff mm-hmm. and that, that kids are into to suddenly like you need to sit down, you need to shut up and you need to like, remember these facts or mm-hmm. else this school is going to lose money. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it kind of puts the teachers at this adversarial position with their students. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, I think that, and I think that that's changing. There are people that are seeking to, uh, to change the system, to, to bring mm-hmm. about, you know, this, this guy that I was listening to on this podcast was taught, he's a high school teacher and he's creating these programs that are, he like sits down to his students. He's like, what are you guys into? Mm. What do you love? Mm-hmm. You know, Oh, I want to be an Instagram influencer. Okay. Mm. Like, have you made any videos? Right. No, I haven't. He's like, well, let's make a video. Like, right. Why don't you go do that? If mm-hmm. you really love it, mm-hmm. go, go make it. Mm-hmm. And, and like trying to build that pattern in back into the student's life, which mm-hmm. is kind of what we're doing later in life now, mm-hmm. like at age in my thirties has mm-hmm. been about like 
I've had so many bad work experiences. I had mm. this negative connotation mm-hmm. with producing stuff mm. that's held me back. Mm-hmm. And so I've had to re like train my mind to think about producing, not as a negative, like, uh, like drudgery, mm-hmm. but something to be excited about, mm-hmm. you know, something that's easy. It's easy to make this stuff. Right. So I don't have to struggle with my own psychology about doing it. Mm-hmm. I can like, just do what's fun mm-hmm. and that and 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 learning that the more uh, like it, it kind of doesn't matter what it, that is if you're in flow and you're loving it and you're doing it you keep doing it long enough you're going to get better and mm-hmm. and you know thankfully with this culture that we're living in right now where there's so many people dedicated to helping people be successful mm-hmm. like there's i think there's just ever increasing you know directions and avenues for people to find whatever weird little thing they're doing mm-hmm. that they've gotten competent at mm-hmm. there is like an audience for it or there is an appetite for it you mm-hmm. know? there's a use case for it there's mm-hmm. a use case for it for almost everything that people have a skill set for um and but one thing before before i even respond mm-hmm. that's a tweet bro is like just hustling like the idea of like i want to grow or i want to hustle until people are pitching me ways that they can help make me money like yeah. that's a whole tweet that's Finance a, friday Put that's it a out, whole baby. yeah that's a whole tweet right there that's <laughs> like a, i'm definitely that's definitely like a whole um category of of, of like a, that's a whole different category like once you reach once you reach that stage like mm-hmm. you, yeah in a lot of ways you made it from a financial perspective in a lot of ways you could you know what i'm saying create what your social life looks like what your work life balance looks like all those types of things so that's that's dope. That's a dope. On a that's t-shirt, a man. That's a dope vision, bro. <laughs> that's a dope vision right but, there, well, bro. Also, I'm, I'm like, into that. I think how many stories do you hear of like someone who is like fabulously successful who still feels like a failure? Mm. You know, like success isn't like there's the there's this idea of material success. Mm-hmm. But but I'm more concerned with like how do I feel successful right now? Like, like that's a muscle that we have to continue to train. Facts. I want my feeling successful muscle to be mm-hmm. fucking jacked mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because I'm one of these people, the way my mind works, if I feel successful, I want to do more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that feeds me. That inspires me. Mm-hmm. If I feel like a failure. Then I kind of shut down. Yeah. And that's where the work is, is failing. Like everybody says, we got to keep failing. Mm-hmm. That's when you learn. Mm-hmm. But I do think that like anybody who's setting off on a creative path, Mm-hmm. can be working on feeling like a success on celebrating their their small victories building that mental circuitry so that like you know when you do you are able to check in and take note when you get to those moments where you're like mm-hmm. look where i am right now My like facts. i'm i wrote a book and i got all these people i grew up with on you know that mm-hmm. i've known since the playground days mm-hmm. you know and they're all executing on my dream right now right you know Nah, for 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 real, bro. And and something else you said earlier that was like interesting and inspiring, inspiring, and also like exactly where I'm at in my life. Like I put in a lot of hours every single week working on all kinds of different things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I it's things that I enjoy. It's things that I feel like are connected to my my purpose or my passions. Um, so it doesn't feel like work, but it is tough as a as as a creator to to feel like feel successful. I feel like there's only certain point like 
it's hard to either feel successful or, or express your success all the time. You know what I'm saying? And I guess express not not so much express because I'm more so thinking about internally and, and, and for self. But we do need to be checking in with ourselves and making sure that we highlight what we have done that is good or positive. Because I can't tell you, bro, how many projects that I've started over the past like couple years, right, that didn't end up being like, you know, we just decided that this is not the project. Like we're not going to continue doing this for whatever reason. But what I've learned doing starting all of those projects and being eager to just build something um, and do something like I've learned so much in doing those things that whether that particular project was a success or a failure it was still a it was ultimately still a success because of what you walk away with. Yeah. Um, and I experience think experience is a reward into itself. Facts. And then just even hearing you talk about like like uh kid like you know training children and stuff like that like that's what it's about for children too is like giving them experience like giving them exposure to new new things and new ideas and then giving them experiences that they can glean from that they could go learn that they could learn from and that they could use in their everyday lives i think is the most powerful thing possible hell yeah man and i i want to give a shout out cuz i feel like people who might be interested in what we were just talking about I want to give them uh I want to give them the information if you guys want to find that that uh conversation that we were just that I was just referencing it's called the podcast is called FI which is short for financial independence mm. and the episode it's episode 87 education through innovation with Don Wetrick, that's W-E-T-T-R-I-C-K. And Don is just an incredible communicator. And like, I got so fucking inspired listening to that conversation because mm-hmm. this guy has like identified this real issue in our education system, which really hasn't changed since like the time when we we're just training people to be in factories. Mm-hmm. The new American landscape, like those jobs aren't coming back. And, right. and we are not really manufacturing a lot of things in this country Mm -hmm. but one thing which we are still like number one in the world at is creating content we're really entertaining people Mm -hmm. we make stuff that people find enthralling Mm -hmm. and i think that you know as 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 don says in the conversation like he he doesn't think that everybody should be uh, entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. but he does believe that everybody should have an entrepreneurial mindset Mm -hmm. and i think that's something that we could certainly be training our young young mm-hmm. ones in from an early age like he's got mm-hmm. like he had like a certain number of his students like graduating high school with patents oh that's know, dope with businesses like that's, he's got yeah, all these yeah. kids starting podcasts that. as teenagers and they're 16 i'm 34 mm-hmm. getting started with this but like yeah, imagine yeah. if you were 16 imagine if by the time you were 22 you had already done three podcasts right you know and exactly. you're like have already built this network out because exactly. everyone in your high school class let's say you got 10 people in your high school class that are also doing their projects mm-hmm. so you're coming up with a network mm-hmm. you know it's like Facts. what what uh how valuable is that in this new landscape mm-hmm. whatever it is you want to do mm-hmm. you know to to be building these skills and tools of collaboration working on projects together and you mm-hmm. know i think that there's a real opportunity to build the, it, it, it's this stuff isn't expensive to build into programs like the resources are there Mm -hmm. the internet's Mm -hmm. there youtube Mm -hmm. is there like 
you know, it's really just, you know, giving, empowering students, you know, because for so many years they're being told, no, you can't do it the way you want. You yeah. got to do it our way. You know, he, he shares, Don shares this, this moment that he had in a classroom where he scheduled out like it, you know, similar to how Google had their 20% time. You know, if mm-hmm. you heard about this, how Google like famously yeah, gave, gave their employees 20% of their time to just work on whatever they mm-hmm. want to work on. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. like many of their most successful innovations have come mm-hmm. out of that time. Mm-hmm. So this high school teacher decided to do that with his class. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, like here you go. Like, and he sits down in the class. He's like, all right, this is time for you to, you got to design a project. Mm-hmm. It can be whatever you want. Mm-hmm. It could be a video game mm-hmm. review thing. If you're really into video games or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he said all the students just st- just sat there looking at him. Mm-hmm. They're like, what do we do? Mm-hmm. And he's like, what do you want to do? Right. But I don't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. So in that moment, he realized, like, we've trained these kids to sit down and be, be silent and wait for orders. Mm-hmm. But in the business world and in the modern economy, that's exactly what, like, we don't want. Those skills mm-hmm. are not serving people. People need to be able to be self-starters. People need to be able to, like you know, take risks and, mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of execute on their ideas. And I, I, yeah, this, this was tough about what you just said, bro, is you're correct, right? We need to empower students, but the hard part is how do unempowered adults empower children? That's a great point. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I think that as a society now, like it's, yeah, it's important to start at the bottom, but as a society right now, we have to start rethinking how we train all people, not just kids. Yeah. Because I, I guess what was sparking that idea for me is like, I wrote a children's book, right? So my children's book is called B is for Black Wealth. Mm-hmm. For those that are listening in. Hold uh, it up. Let's, oh, let's yeah, get it yeah, on man. the camera. Check, yeah, check it out, man. It's a beautiful cover. Yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Dope artist from the Bahamas that worked on it. Lamar o. Smith is his name. Okay. Um, super talented cat. Um, But I wrote a children's book, or I set out to write a children's book. It was based on a concept um by my publishers Channing and Chelsea Moreland they have a uh, they have a, a book called B is for black girl they also have a book called B is for black boy so it's basically like the ABCs of black girl culture is what they call it okay. right so what I create so we were collaborating on another project um she asked me if I could help write for a project that they were working on around business and you know I was like yeah like I help for sure I've been on it my whole life like we have a good relationship um, her daughter is my niece, like, so, you know, it's family. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I, I for sure do it. So we started working on it and we just came to an impasse where we're like, all right, we're probably not going to produce this particular piece, this particular project. So, you know, we, we, after, after we let that one rest, we, I ended up coming back to her like, Hey, why don't we just populate your existing concept with, uh, with content around business and entrepreneurship? And she thought it was a great idea. And she was like, dope, let's do it, right? So it started off as a children's ABC book. But once I started writing it, a lot of the information I realized adults don't even have this information. So in its in its final form, I realized that it's a children's book because there are some ABCs and there's some things that are rhythmic and mm-hmm. some things that, you know what I'm saying, like are 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 can help expose children to some of these business terms that they've never been exposed to. But if you take, but deeper than that, there's a lot of good information that adults 
have not been exposed to and that adults don't have access, haven't had access to. Right. Mm. So I realize that it's a tool to help empower not only children, but the, but adults, like the people that, that are in their house, their houses, which the people that are in their households are going to have more influence on them than anybody else anyway. So let's empower them and let's give them tools. So that's what made me like, that's why I was thinking about what you said around like empowering children. Like, yeah, we do need to empower children and we need to figure out ways to empower adults at the same time. So yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. So I'm grateful that I was able to create something and not again, not on purpose. Mm -hmm. Like I was moving in purpose, but what the result was not on purpose, but I was able to create something that I believe is going to empower children. It's going to empower adults. It's going to empower families and give people a a tool and a resource and an artifact in the home that you could reference for, you know, for anything having to do with business, anything having to do with ownership, anything having to do with independence, anything having to do with wealth building, anything having to do with um, group economics. So all of these things that are buzzwords, but we don't always flesh them all the way out for people to understand what they really mean and what it takes to attain them. Yeah. So I'm grateful to have created something that can help people, um, not only expose people, but help people um, with the tool to attainment, which is the goal. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah, bro. <laughs> I, saw, I see you. I see you like that. You, the, the passion and the excitement for you, know, you really believe in this. And I think that's beautiful. Yeah. And, I, and what a great way, like, what a great way to introduce not only children to the basics of financial literacy, mm-hmm. but also it's such a non-threatening way to give mm. adults, you know, like maybe the person reading it is intimidated by the world of finance or mm-hmm. the world of economics, right? Those words can be really scary and mm-hmm. kind of like threatening almost, mm-hmm. you know, Facts. Es- especially when you're, as we, this kind of gets into our, our last conversation on the podcast, but when you, when you're also looking at it through the lens of, you know, the, um, the like institutional racism and the structure mm-hmm. that has been stacked against the black community in this country, mm-hmm. but to be able to introduce this to people, I mean, there's nothing less threatening than a children's book. Right. Right. And so it's almost, it's not devious, but it's like, it's very clever mm-hmm. that you're wrapping this up in this container so that, you know, not only, you know, a parent can be reading this to their kid, but they're also getting a certain level of literacy or familiarity mm-hmm. with those terms. You're almost like building, like, it's almost like training wheels or, 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 you know, light weights. If you just start lifting mm-hmm. out, if you mm-hmm. go for the heavy, you know, the heavy dumbbells, you know, that, that might be too much for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But even starting with, with these basic terms gaining familiarity with with these words Mm -hmm. i haven't read the book yet but Mm -hmm. like i'm assuming that you know what you're doing in teaching these kids i I, I can see how uh this will be a vehicle for people you know to to gain a basic familiarity with with the concepts Mm -hmm. that maybe otherwise would have remained you know kind of beyond where they're where they're willing to go Mm -hmm. or where they're able to go or where they've had access to right um, and I, I think that's exactly what I have that has been created, right? That's what has been created. And I can't say I created it cause obviously I have publishers, I have editors, I have mm-hmm. people that, that did the artwork and it wasn't my intention. Like what you said, where it's like, Oh, we're going to create a children's book, but it's actually going to be for adults to learn as well. Like that was never my intention, 
my intention was to make something dope mm-hmm. that happened to be a children's book and making it as dope as I possibly could. I realized like, wow, everybody could learn from this. And for me, it's not just terms. It's, it's about like the way that we need to shift our mindset around economics and finances as a black community specifically. And I could have made a book called, you know, B is for building wealth. Mm-hmm. Right. And people would have loved it and people wouldn't have batted, batted an eye at it. Because, you know, it's in line with what I've been talking about, teaching. It's in line with my brand. It would have been great. Mm -hmm. However, I think that the people that have lacked the most access, and we talked about this, is the black community. So why not do something for them specifically? Mm -hmm. And the book is just one tool. Like, now that we have this tool, you know, it's set to be in the world in February, late mid-February, early Mm -hmm. March. But once this tool is in the world, the goal is, and 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 at the same time, we're going to build other tools that support this tool. So it's not just, you know what I'm saying? It's not just a book. You know what I'm saying? Like, we could make the words from the book, yeah. you know what I'm saying, come to life in other ways if mm-hmm. we could create other tools that make sense, that help people, you know what I'm saying, around this particular concept. Yeah, that was something I wanted to ask you, you know, it being a book that you're that you wrote, with the black community in mind, mm-hmm. what would you say to like people from other communities who may be interested in as well? Is there, mm-hmm. is there truth? Is there lessons to be gained for people that aren't from that community? Absolutely. I feel like, I mean, truth is truth. So there is no truth for one people. That's not truth for another people, another person or another, other people, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Um, when you strip it down to us, when you strip it down to its bare bones, any idea or any concept, the meat of, of the bear, like the meat in there is, is, is useful for anybody. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like the way that I explained it when I first started, I first started a, a video series called black wealth principles. But the way I explained it is like two things. The more specific a story is, the more widely, the, 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 the more that a wide audience could gain from it. Okay. Right. And the proof of that for me, I have two, two pieces of proof for that. The first proof is black Panther. Black Panther is a very specific story, but it broke every single record. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to movies that there are, because yeah. that very specific story, that very Afrocentric story, that very uh, uh, like going deep into into different cultures and deep into this idea of Afrofuturism, like what we want our world to look like and feel like um, and going deep had more of an impact on more people than trying to go wide. And, and, you know, mm-hmm. even like the, I don't know what the other Marvel movies are called where there's a million superheroes in right. there. Right. <laughs> so like, that's my first example. My second example is you look at the Bible. The Bible is the most read book of all time. And it's about one man essentially. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's about one people for sure over thousands of years. And it's a very specific book. But it's had the most impact, you know what I'm saying? Uh, in my opinion, it's had the most impact, more impact than any other book that was ever written because it was about a specific people. It was about a specific person. It was about a specific God. And now everybody gets to eat off of that one story. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So that's the way, same way that I see B is for black wealth or anything having to do with building the black community. I think it's everybody's. B is for black wealth, the new Bible. No, please not. No, don't no, no, don't get me struck down, bro. Don't get me struck down at all. Um, I'm just kidding. No, I'm kidding. It's, it's a funny one, but no thanks. Yeah. But uh, so to the way. That, Sorry, I, nah, you I good, bro. 
the way that I uh the way that I see it, uh-huh. the way that I see it is in America's everybody's job to help empower empower each other first off, right? But are most vulnerable. And in America, the most, you know what I'm saying, the most vulnerable people, the people that have been hurt the most, the people that have had the most extracted from them, you know, is black people, Native Americans as well, but black people, mm-hmm. you know, black people is, uh, uh, holds up a big space as far as that's concerned, right? Mm-hmm. Not, no, not negating what Native Americans been through. They've, they've, all their resources have been stripped as well, right? Yeah, yeah. But next to them, black people, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and I'm not comparing, not comparing yeah, or whatever, yeah. but just speaking to black people have experienced the most extraction of labor, the most extraction of resources, the most um, like just being boxed out the most from resources. So it should be everybody's business to figure out how we could deal with this American problem. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So for that reason, I think we should all read the book. And not only for that reason, also because there's stuff in here that you could take back to your community, right. stuff you could take back to your children, stuff you could take back to your friends and family members that help that will help you as an individual, no matter who you are. Yeah. And also to get us thinking how we could be of service to each other. I love that. I, I, I think that like what I'm hearing you say, and this is kind of the way that my brain was putting it together, too, as I listened to you talk. You know. I think that this could be a tool for anybody that is feeling in a state of disempowerment mm-hmm. and that can be a really personal state. Like, like when you're in that mindset, it's easy. It's easy to feel like your story is unique mm-hmm. or like I'm behind everybody else. Mm-hmm. I'm held back. Mm-hmm. I've been repressed. I've been, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and so I see in, in, in you know, in other in another way of putting maybe what you just mm-hmm. said, but this being a tool for for anybody who's in that space, right? Where they're mm. trying to trying to figure out how to better their situation. And one of the beautiful gifts, uh, as you've just described, that the black community has had to offer the world is being this group of people that have experienced some of the the worst things that life can throw at you mm-hmm. and have had the strength to persevere and succeed despite that. Mm-hmm. And that's such, I mean, I know I've been inspired in my life by so many of those stories from the black community of people who, despite all the odds, believed in themselves, pushed through, achieved, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that like, it's beautiful that, uh, that this community would be offering like the world, these gifts, mm. you know, like in having to struggle through some of the most difficult hardships, it's something that we all can learn from because, you know, everybody's struggles are subjective. It feels like it's the hardest thing when it's your thing that you're struggling against. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And having this example of struggle and perseverance and success is something that no matter where you're from or who you are mm-hmm. can be honored and can be celebrated and can be incredibly inspiring, you know? So I think that's beautiful. I, I think you're, you're spot on with, with uh, what you're saying. Yeah. And just in hearing you talk just now, you gave me another great example <laughs> of a, a very specific story that, t- that the more specific the story is, the more people that it could touch. When you look at hip hop music, you know what I'm saying? You look at hip hop, you look at rap, these are stories that they start off as stories of struggle mm-hmm. and stories of, like you said, perseverance and, and stories of making something out of nothing. 
and stories of of creativity and when offered to the world everybody said dang i could i could gain something for, for mm-hmm. however they said it they signaled i could gain something from that and can, yeah. and now hip hop is the number one genre in the whole world because of that so yeah bro i appreciate oh, yeah. that's that's my third analogy i'm gonna start that's, using now yeah. for sure i mean it brings me back to like i remember being like 15 years old and listening to tupac mm-hmm. and like I wasn't even thinking about race. Like it mm-hmm. was, he was talking to me, you know, That's like, right. like, yeah. like the stories he was telling felt so representative mm-hmm. of what I was going through as like a young man, mm. you know, and, and trying to make sense of the world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, the specifics aside, I wasn't like gang banging and, yeah. you know, drink Maybe I drank some Alizé, but like, you know, like, <laughs> Uh, it was still right. like yeah. as a person as a human as a feeling caring thinking being yeah i was you know that was an artist who really inspired me by mm-hmm. telling these stories mm-hmm. and generated such uh an interest in the community that he was coming from mm-hmm. i i think that like that is one of the you know one of the great contributions maybe the greatest contribution of of the black community in our culture has been art has been the art that makes everybody feel so strong. Let know? me reframe that yeah. for you though. I think that cause right before you said that the mm-hmm. thought that came to my mind is that's what art does though. Yeah. Art communicates across art penetrates the heart and it communicates mm-hmm. across difference for sure. And I think that the most beautiful thing that we can leave each other and the most beautiful, the, the biggest contribution that we could have, have like to society for each other is art mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Like it's all about creation. Mm-hmm. Like from the beginning, you know, again, another reference to the Bible. Yeah. yeah. God said, let there be light. He mm-hmm. created light. He created the world. He created the heavens and the yeah. earth. Right. And that is our nature. He created you know, human mankind, right? He created us. So if that's the first thing that happened in that book, then the number one, like one of our number one responsibilities and one of our number one needs is to create as well in his image. Does that make sense? Makes total sense. So that's also, yeah, maybe, maybe art was too narrow of a term. I I mean, like honest expression. It's the same. It's the same thing. It's one and the same, though, right? Totally. No, I'm just saying to clarify. That's yeah. That's what I meant. You know, and I I think that like you on point, bro. The the uh, I lost my train of thought. What was I trying to say? Nah, but you're 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 on point though. Like art. So an interesting thing, a fact about myself. I've never considered myself an artist. I maybe never even said out of my mouth. And 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 owned my art our artistry like the mm-hmm. fact I'm an artist right until I got this book in my hand mm-hmm. and I realized like wow I'm really an artist mm-hmm. but again that goes to show that we don't have we don't always have the language and we don't always have fit into a certain category that makes sense like I can't sing dance rap mm-hmm. uh any whistle like mm-hmm. anything artistic yeah. I, I I my whole life I've already known like, I can't do that I'm an yeah. athlete. For but sure. my whole life, I've been a, a, a creative thinker. I've been a visionary. I've been a wordsmith. Yeah. I've been somebody that could, you know what I'm saying, that could that could, that could, that could create, you know what I'm saying, realities yeah. for myself based on what I said and what I did. And that's art, but I've never, I've never seen that platformed or understood the platforms that... You never you know define that to yourself. It's never, yeah, I've yeah. never, yeah, and so, because society never defined it for me, mm-hmm. right? And I guess that's not society's job. 
But I say that to say that art and creativity are are the are one and the same. Like yeah. creation mm-hmm. and art are like they're synonymous. They're, yeah, either yeah. either they're synonymous or they're so closely related that they are. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You just so, reminded me what I wanted to say too. Talk talk about it. So like just to finish the point that I was trying to make, like about you know growing up and seeing like this incredible contribution from the black community to our culture mm-hmm. with through through art, through creativity, through honest expression mm-hmm. of hardship and perseverance. Um, I think that as a society, we're beginning to wake up to that the intrinsic value mm. of that contribution mm-hmm. because I mean, I've heard, you know, I've heard this said, uh, from members of the community, from my friends that there is this like kind of feeling like the contributions that have been made mm-hmm. of which there, you can't under, you can't overstate mm-hmm. the effect of black culture on American society. It's mm-hmm. you look ev- everywhere. It doesn't matter what you're into. Like that has been affected by it. As a society, I think we're just starting to wake up to what the value of that contribution is, mm-hmm. you know, as, you know, as a society, traditionally, we've like really uh, held up, you know, this kind of like traditional nine to five corporate structure life mm-hmm. as being synonymous with success and with, with value in our culture mm-hmm. and these institutions. Like when I hear people talk about like institutionalized racism or institutionalized oppression mm-hmm. to me, it's like my understanding of that is that we've designed these systems that really privilege one type of person mm-hmm. to succeed in. Mm-hmm. And if you don't fit in that system, if you don't know how to say the words, if you don't dress the right way, if you don't conduct yourself in this quote unquote professional manner, mm-hmm. then it's very difficult to be successful in those contexts. And I think that what this gift is, this true contribution of, of these, comu- these, you know, disadvantaged communities or for lack of a better term, we're beginning to wake up that like there's so much value and opportunity in these cultures mm-hmm. that has been ignored by this dominant culture that we've built. Mm-hmm. That culture is starting to fragment and collapse. Mm-hmm. And the solutions I think all come from these from indigenous communities, from mm-hmm. black communities, from, mm-hmm. from every community mm-hmm. really. But, you know, growing up as a, someone who, you know, we, we were definitely on the poverty line. We definitely, as we mm-hmm. talked about in the last episode, mm-hmm. like I never really, I saw myself less, I couldn't really see myself in that like old white guy, yeah. you know, sitting in a corporate office vision of success. Mm-hmm. To me, it was always, like the things that were most important and valuable to me were these other cultural contributions, like mm-hmm. like that getting into this certain music or watching basketball or, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, those were always the people that I looked up to and that I mm-hmm. was inspired by and that I was trying to model myself after, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that that is kind of part of the, like the, the American goal or the American dream is that, you know, people like yourself are working to generate and, and, and gift to the larger society, this deeper understanding of what value looks like Mm. of what we should be valuing as a society Mm -hmm. of what types of work 
should be given value, mm -hmm. you know, and, and we're seeing that change and it's beautiful. And I think that like, it's not all going in one direction. I think we're all learning from each other, mm -hmm. you know, integrating these ideas, but so much of your brand is bringing the truth and wisdom of your community and your culture into a field that has like historically been mm -hmm. dominated by a different culture, mm -hmm. but you're doing it in your way. And there's a lot of opportunity for, you know, for, for truth and for, you know, uh, the deep cultural wisdom to be communicated to people that may not be otherwise be exposed to it. I think that's super commendable and mm -hmm. like spot on with, with what we need to be doing as a society. Now I appreciate that, bro. And it's a lot of good gems in what you just said for sure. And to speak to your last point, as far as like bringing a different perspective, right? Like that's my goal mm -hmm. is to bring a different perspective to this idea of, of business, finance, investing, et cetera, right? Some of the principles are some of the principles, right? But my differentiator and what I've always seen my different differentiator being in this space of like, quote unquote, financial literacy or in this space of like, to me, I just consider myself like a public entrepreneur, I'm just an entrepreneur that's doing it in public. Mm -hmm. I'm just an entrepreneur that is only, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm only eating what I what I create off of what I create. I'm not I'm not you know I'm not accepting I'll, at this point. I'm not saying I never will accept a corporate check, mm -hmm. right? But right now I'm not accepting a corporate check. So it's a different reality um for for that person. So I say that, but I say that to say that in my lane, what I've realized for people that are in the financial literacy space, people that are in the 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 business space, is that we're always hyper-focused on self and we're not focused enough at, on the collective, mm. meaning like how could what I create help other people eat as well? Yeah. So for me, I'm, I'm hyper-focused in that direction. I'm hyper-focused on the collective. And if you read my book, like it's not just a – the definition of cash flow is yeah. like we talk about the definition of cash flow, but we also talk about the importance of taking our excess money and yeah. investing it back into our community. And and another shortcoming, I think, that we've had or, or another uh, parameter or I don't want to say parameter, but another structure that we've set up in our community is that the only thing that you to give back is you have to go through this like nonprofit structure or it's just about giving things away to people mm, like material yeah, ma yeah. charity, like just giving away material things um, that, you know, that they could use once and they can never use again. But mm. when really giving back is an investing in things that will grow. Like if I give a child a, a meal, like they'll eat, yeah. but that's not going to help them grow over the long term. What's going to help them grow is, you know, uh, uh, teaching them how to, you know, like they say, uh, you teach somebody how to catch a fish, they'll eat for a lifetime versus giving them a fish. It's a big difference. How, how do you how do you create a sustainable um, uh, like how do you feed yourself in a sustainable way? Right. Mm -hmm. um, whether that's growing food or whether that's, um, you know, what I'm saying making money so you can go buy your own food. Yeah. But that's the shift that I'm trying to create is this idea is to take this traditional system this financial system and let's turn it on its head and let's figure out how we could do for more of us as opposed to less of us turning me into we flipping it, that m upside down facts absolutely and i just don't see it in this space i just don't what uh wh where what do you credit like where did you where do you think you got that perspective from like that that set of values that you just described like where did that come from yeah like so for me it came from so my it came from my mother 
it came directly from my mother, but it also came from a special set of circumstances, right? So, like, most of my life, me and my older sister, like, we always lived together, right? And my mother, we sometimes we live with my mother, but sometimes we live with other families, right? And other families had a, a hand in raising us, and we lived in other households. So we had to learn how to take care of each other, number one. And number two, we had to learn how to fit in to these different ecosystems and help and, 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 and give and receive and, you know, figure out what we needed, but also figure out how we could help other people get what they needed. And I think that there was like a lot of cool values that we learned from doing that. So like at the beginning of my life, I would say to like from, from like five years old to like eight or 12 ish, it was spent like, you know, in and out of different people's homes. And we, we got, we got really, we really were taken care of by the community. Mm -hmm. But after that, once I was like 12, 13, like junior high, high school, my mom was a lot more stable. And this the same way that we depended on community to help take care of us, I seen my mom be that for so many other people. So I mm -hmm. seen her taking taking all types of people into her house, children, adults, and otherwise, and and bring them into our ecosystem and help the, and and help them figure out how they could contribute to to what we had going on, how we could contribute to them. So for me, it's, it's really been a, a set of circumstances. And I think my mom's just my mom's heart that has allowed me to 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 have this perspective that I could start to share with other people now that, you know, once you get past the pain, you know, what I'm saying it was hard growing up in mm -hmm. other people like it was tough. It wasn't sure, always yeah. cool. But once you get past the pain and look at the beauty of, of your experience, now you have something to turn around and give to other people. Yeah. So that's where I think that perspective came from. I feel you. That's beautiful. And that's kind of right what i was you know that's a prime example of of what i was just talking about just of a, a perspective that we so badly need as a society like we've gotten so boxed in you know it's almost like this uh you know the this individualized family unit that's mm -hmm. shut off from the community at large i'm looking around my neighborhood right now at all these individual houses mm -hmm. and i know maybe maybe 10% of the people on my block mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I've been trying to know the people on my yeah, block, yeah. but in, in our society right now, we're like, everybody feels so fractured and divided. And I think that, uh, for me personally, like, you know, same story, different set of circumstances, but you know, also coming from a family situation where we needed to lean on the community as well. Mm -hmm. Like our childhood was, immeasurably improved by the fact mm -hmm. that we had a community to, to exist in. And my mom took advantage of that as well. Mm -hmm. And I love what you said about paying it forward and about, you know, having this, this role model in your mom and watching her provide that same support to others. I think that's, it's almost like when we get into the poverty mindset, mm -hmm. which so many people fall victim to, you like lose sight that actually that the support is actually a gift, not only to the person, but to yourself, mm -hmm. you know, that that's really increasing your own sense of worth and your own sense of value, mm -hmm. not in a prideful way, but in like, like it genuinely feels good to help people. Mm -hmm. It makes you feel better about who you are mm -hmm. and it makes you able to connect with other people. And, and like we've been talking about this whole conversation, the 
the potential for learning new truths, it's endless, right? Man. You don't know what you're going to learn from the person that you're helping out. Mm-hmm. Facts. And that's, uh, it's like the idea of like energy can't be created or destroyed. Like it just takes on different, or matter can't be created mm-hmm. or destroyed. It just takes on different forms. I think that's kind of how love operates too. Like you can't, it can't be created or destroyed. Like it just, you know, it just takes on different forms. So like, what is the, what form can we show love in, right? Like what's, what part of our lives is a love letter to our community? What part of our lives is dedicated to the people that we care about? What part of our lives is dedicated to the larger society? What part of our lives is dedicated to who, like to who, right? To whom it may concern. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's it's cool to identify that. And that's why I appreciated this book so much. And a lot like this chapter of my life a little bit is because it's been directly, it's been dedicated to my parents. Like number one is just honoring them. And then directly after that has been dedicated to, um, to my community, to the black community specifically, mm-hmm. because I have to make a contribution there because yeah. of what has been given to me. And not saying that this is where my contribution stops for my parents or for my community, but saying that it, I've been able to really mark those, you know what I'm saying, mark those seasons where it's like, all right, this is about honoring my parents. All right, this one is about honoring or, or, or honoring and giving to the black community. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's cool. Like, and I think a, the book encapsulates that not to say I won't keep building towards it, but I think it encapsulates that like this, that's what this was. Mm. Is it, can we get a little taste of it? What you want, man? What you, you, what you, you want some, uh, <laughs> what you want, man? You I want, want some spit, of this wisdom. You want me to, talking want me to about? spit some bars out spit the book? Spit some bars at me, baby. Oh, damn. And maybe we could, I don't know. I don't want to give away too much or wherever you feel comfortable with, but it's all I'd good. love to give the people that are watching right now also just, like a view yeah, yeah. of what the pages look like and, yeah. and maybe you can read a page or something. So th- like this is the, this is the, 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 a, the first two pages, like the A and the B, right? Okay. So you can see the artwork is beautiful, man. Like I said, a cat named Lamar Smith out of the Bahamas. I'm going to just make sure that we can get this. Yeah. I, I can, I can scoot it closer if you need me to. Um, can you like hold it up? Like, yeah, just in front of your chest. Yeah. There we go. You can see it. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to be able. I can punch in and get that shot closer for people, cool, so they can see it. But uh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, so the way that the book is structured, like there's a the ABCs where we're just looking to expose children to the ABCs, right? Uh, of 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 wealth. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, we actually define some of these terms because some of the terms are going to be new for for the people, right? So what I do is I yeah I just do the I do the I do the ABCs or the A, the, the ABC part, the A's and the B's. And then from there, I, I, I go into some of the definitions, right? Beautiful. And it's considered a, an encyclopedia for ch- a children's encyclopedia. So we decided to call that, call it that intentionally because, you know, it's not like a story. It's not like a storybook. It's not like, you know, we're going to read it from start to finish. It's more so like we're going to expose ourselves to these terms mm. and we're going to learn as we, you know, as, as we see fit, if okay. that makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, is this is this book meant for parents to read to their kids or for kids to read themselves? I, I think that it's meant for. I think it's it's a family book. I think it's more so meant for parents to read to their children. I also believe that like like people from like the seventh grade to like the ninth grade time, mm-hmm. like right in there. I think that there will be people people in that age range that pick this book up and can't put it down. Like that they'll lock in on the terms and like the. Mm-hmm the perspective and all those things associated with the book. 
Um, and mind you, this is a sample, so all of this is not absolutely final, right? Gotcha. There's, there's there's another edit that went in. Yeah. Um, that you know things will be slightly different, but it's it's the same book for this the is most the part. Exclusive. It's exclusive. Collector's edition. Yeah. There's only three. There's only yeah. There's only three of these in the world. There's only three of the samples in the world. So the next fifteen hundred that come will be you know a slightly different version. You heard that, folks. You're only getting it here. Exclusive. That's right. That's <laughs> right. So A is for Africa, ancestors, abundance, and appreciating assets. B is for black wealth. B is for showing black love by bartering. And B is for keeping balance sheets to sustain black businesses. C is for cowrie shells, cryptocurrency, cash flow, credit, currency, and community love. D is for dark skin, deeds, dividends, developing oneself, and living debt-free. So that's like the example of the, you know, the the child, the childlike part, right? We're, yeah. we're just going to read. We could just read that part to our children. And that's a whole book for, for a kid, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then we define some of these terms, right? So like um, abundance is having an extremely large quantity of something or having more than enough. Abundance can extend to many areas of life. For example, one could have an abundance of good health or an abundant love life or social life. One could also have an abundant career or an abundance of peace or abundant achievements, abundant amount of achievements. Having abundance in areas such as these can make us truly wealthy. Um, Let's see. Africa. Africa is the cradle of civilization. It is the birthplace of the first humans, of the first humans and also home of our ancestors. The continent has some of the world's most um, plentiful natural resources like diamonds, gold, and cobalt. Africa has an abundance of commodities such as coffee, oil, and sugar. Um, and then I'll read one one more. Um, oh, this is not my definition of black wealth that I want. So we, <laughs> we, we, we won't we won't we won't give that That's away. Fine. But bartering, bartering, bartering is the oldest. It's the oldest means of trade. It is a practice in which people trade trade goods or services. Bartering does not involve the exchange of money, but it is still valuable to all party parties. A good example would be you let your cousin play your video games and then your cousin does your chores for you. That is an exchange of goods and services. This is a great way to support each other and spread black love. Hell yeah. So that's a, a, a quick peek into the I first couple it. pages. Yeah. And I go ahead. Oh, I just, uh, again, I'm just struck by, I like, I'm seeing how you're building a familiarity with these terms. And I, I think that we can only like, you know, we'll only see how, big of an effect that has getting getting these ideas you know to 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 kids at a younger and a younger age you know mm-hmm. just thinking about where my head was ninja turtles you know right you know uh, star wars legos mm-hmm. you know and and re i read a, a million books growing up because we didn't have tv but like yeah having those concepts from that young age it's like what an advantage mm-hmm Mm-hmm. That, that you're giving giving to the kids and I'm, I'm just curious like what the process was like for building this in this structure like i see your word flows in there for sure that yeah. and that's dope and like you know how did you make that decision to have all the you know to have that the the letter on top with the with the alliteration and the words and then those like kind of sub things 
what was that process like to develop yeah, that? I mean, that's a great question. I think that that was the most natural part. So obviously it was always an ABC book. So mm-hmm. if you read B is for Black Girl, you'll see like the ABCs. A is for Afro Puffs and yeah. I don't know, whatever, right? I, I'm not sure exactly what's in the book, but I remember that part, right? Um, so it, we followed that structure originally, but then I realized some of the words that I was using was needed further explanation. So I think it kind of just had happened naturally in the writing process. And then the way, like, pretty early I was like, the way I envisioned it is like, this is actually two books in one. It's hard to really explain that to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I'm still working on my messaging around this, right? And I'm, I'm still calling it a children's book because it is. But the way that I see it and the way that I, I envisioned it as I started writing it is there's two different books within one. There's one that's on top is for the children. A is for asset, uh, uh, for Africa and assets that appreciate. B is for woo, 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 woo. And that's one book. If you just read that part all the mm-hmm. way through, that's a book for a child. And they just learned a lot and absorbed a lot of information. And they might have had fun with it and, and wanted to know what the stuff meant. But then there's another part that's really meant for the adults or for kids that are a little bit more advanced or that just love the content. Um, and that's where we're expanding on some of these. Like, what does this mean? And, you know, the, the further you go into the book, you realize it's not just about what this means, but what does this mean for us? Mm-hmm. And we start, some of it is instructive. Like, I tell, like, hey, y'all, these are the things we, sh- we should barter. You know what I'm saying? We should find ways to, you know, exchange without having to exchange, transact in money, for example. Um, so that's the way that I seen the book as I was creating it. And I think it's, I think it, 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 it is like that form has been or that structure that I kind of thought of has been um, has been expressed. You know what I'm saying? Like when you read it and you look at it, I think that that's expressed pretty well as also. That's awesome, man. That's and how cool to to get to be um, kind of have your work integrated into this series. That it seems like it's a lot of black love focused. B is for what was it B is for black girl. Yeah, yeah, BS for black, yeah, yeah, BS for black girl, BS for black boy. So it's part of this series. Mm-hmm. Are those books all written by different authors, or it's the, or are those the same authors? So it, the, it's co co written by two twins who were my they're my publishers. Their names gotcha. their names are Channing and Chelsea. They're identical twins. Mm-hmm. They were like the twins and said like as far as the twins when it came to women, it was yeah. that was them. The girls, uh-huh. they're the twins, right in my city, right? Yeah, and I saw them in the video that you guys released. Right, facts. So. uh so uh beautiful beautiful young ladies in a lot of different ways right and they co-wrote both the bs for black boy and bs for black girl books and this is actually their first book that they have published outside of their own books they self-published their books and this is their first book that they've published outside of the books that they've written so uh you know i'm not how that series develops mm-hmm. i think it's just a matter of time to kind of see how it goes um but i, I am grateful to be a part of what they've already created. And I'm grateful to do it together more than any, anything. Like, I think that I, I was telling somebody that I think it would be, it would have been somewhat empty if I just went at this alone mm-hmm. um, versus doing what I've been telling people to do is find ways that when I make money, you make money. And when you make money, I make money. To me, that's the, the simplest, the simplest form of group economics. And I'm glad that we were able to do, to, to demonstrate that as we created this piece of art as well. It's the what's the La Russell term? Cook together, eat together. Cook together, eat. So that's my guy right yeah. there, man. That's what I'm about. Me and you, me and you have uh, bond, the first time we met, yeah. we bonded over La Russell. Yeah. I think I had his hoodie on. Yeah, you were rocking, rocking, one of his fits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, man, cook he's together, doing, eat together. I mean, he's kind of just. I feel like that dude is, 
just revolutionizing so much in the way of thinking about work. I was listening to a snippet of him on a podcast, just talking about, you know, the the the, the model of investing in artists mm-hmm. at at the ground level, like you know, mm-hmm. like venture capitalism of for the arts. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. talking about like think about if you could have gotten in on Jay Z on the ground floor. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you can get it on me. <laughs> Facts. And just just what I've seen, like with the different things that he's playing around with as as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, you know, really trusting himself and really valuing himself as a creator mm-hmm. and and inviting his community to to interact, you know, and to to share in his abundance and in his success. No, absolutely. He, I think he will be one of the best case studies, if not the best case study of an artist um, impacting his consumer. I think he will be the best case study of that in 10 years. I think up there with like, I, I even told people, I even said it publicly, once he, once he allowed people to purchase a, a, a percentage of the royalties from his, from his streaming, like a percentage of the, I think that's the term royalties, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when he did that, I said, this is the most important thing that a rapper has done since Nipsey Hussle opened a marathon store. And I stand I, I stand by that. I, like, I stand by that statement. I think in 10 what years. What was the marathon store? I never heard that story. Oh, he, so he, uh, that was his, that was basically Nipsey Hussle's um, clothing store. Okay. Um, a couple cool things about it is it was in his neighborhood. That's actually where he got killed That was right in front of his store, which is unfortunate. But it was in his neighborhood. Mm-hmm. They had just purchased the whole the whole shopping center that the store um, resided in, um, and they had other stores that they have activated within that within that shopping center as well. So like they had a a, a fish like a fish uh, like a you know healthy healthy fish uh, market market or, or I don't know like a, a food spot right a mm-hmm. restaurant, but it was based on like fish. Um, they had activated a couple a barber shop that they all activated in, in that in that location. They ended up buying the whole um the whole thing as well. And you know, it's, it's so many layered significances to the marathon store and where mm-hmm. it was located. Um it was actually the first what they consider for smart store. Him and Idris Sandu, which is a, a real cool tech entrepreneur, created what 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 they call they termed a smart store and they say it was the first smart store in existence mm-hmm. i mean they had like technology integrated into the store that uh like proprietary technology technology that have, has never been created outside of that particular store okay so everything he is he is the case study yeah. right Nip Do you have is, an example like of what kind of technology yeah yeah so have? so one of the pieces of technology was um was like on a uh he would have tags on his clothes right and you could like put up a barcode to the tag and stream music, or oh. like stream a, a music video or mm-hmm. something like that. That had the piece in it, or was was the piece associated with the music somehow? Uh, I'm not. It was on the it was on the piece. So like one shirt might have one piece of art, another shirt might have another piece of art. Okay. He might say, "Hey, um, I dropped a new video today. The only way you could watch it is to go to this T-shirt ah. and stream it." Oh, right? that's dope. Exactly. Really yeah, cool. yeah. It was a dynamic, a dynamic situation. Yeah. Now we're now we're starting to see different technology that where you could do similar things, mm-hmm. but or just imagine saying, "All right, y'all, we're dropping a a, a grand a world premiere of this music video, but you have to go to a specific location to go watch it. You go to the location, you scan your barcode, and you know what I'm saying, or whatever, and now you can watch it. That's awesome. So like uh, the problem that they were solving, or or one of the problems, or one of the applications uh, of problems that they were sol- solving was like. Uh, 
like bootlegging music. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? People have been trying to figure out forever how do we stop people from bootlegging music. And that was one of the utilities or, or use cases for that particular piece of technology. But I think it was the technology is great, but I think even more more than that was like it was like Wakanda, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like it was a little piece of Wakanda where we where we used our own our own genius and we 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 didn't sell our like oftentimes when we do have geniuses we take we 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 basically sell that genius to to the highest bidder. We don't take hold of or control our intellectual property. Yeah. We don't reap the most benefits off of our own intellectual property. And they did a beautiful job of doing that. Now what LaRussell's doing, man, is he is it's crazy because Nas just dropped the NFT where you purchase it and you could get you get a percentage of streaming royalties, right, by purchasing NFTs. And LaRussell did that a month or two ago already. And I'm also happen to be a proud owner of like ten percent of one of his songs oh, and like dope. five or fifteen percent of one song and five yeah. percent of another. Um, I'm actually also gonna buy the gold card. I, I'm, I'm gonna buy it on Monday, man. I gotta get my little. What's the gold card? So he just dropped. Uh, LaRussell just dropped something called a gold card where. It basically grants you access to any show he ever does, access to like exclusive merchandise, like just all types mm -hmm. of just all types of utility. Um, and he's let and the cool part about all of this is he's letting people basically pick their price or at least give an offer. Like I don't know what he what what he'll say to any mm -hmm. offer, but he fills the offers and he says yes or no. Send the money here, 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 and we'll send you out the gold car. But it's a it's a genius. He, he's yeah. a, he's a genius, bro. It he, gets it gets back to like one of the fundamentals of the bartering which, mm. where my men went when I, when you read it in the book, which mm -hmm. is, uh, you know, I feel like we've lost something in our, in our culture, mm -hmm. uh, removing ourselves so much from the act of bartering. Mm -hmm. Like one of the things I've learned going to some other countries, mm -hmm. like I love the haggle. I love like yeah, yeah, yeah. having to show up and, and being incentivized to be, to, to communicate well mm -hmm. and to be personable and to be charismatic and mm -hmm. charming. Mm -hmm. And I think that we used to have that more in our society where mm -hmm. if you went to market, like depending on like how you could perform, mm -hmm. your price is going to be drastically different. Mm -hmm. And, and having traveled in certain parts of the world where that's still in effect, mm -hmm. It, it, people assume it's like this adversarial thing to mm -hmm. barter, but it's mm -hmm. really not. It's really a cooperative, like, can we be homies for five minutes? Because mm -hmm. you're going to get the homie price if we can. Right. And if not, if you're an asshole, well, you're going to pay more. Facts. You know, and that, like that is inspiring in itself. And it often I find leads to a greater level of satisfaction, like pro, post transaction. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. when you've feel like you've gotten a good price mm -hmm. you know that's kind of like this idea that you were talking about where uh in the system of bartering where both parties get to benefit from mm -hmm. the exchange mm -hmm. uh you know and you look at like a word you know i'm not an anti-capitalist i'm mm -hmm. pro-capitalism but a lot of people have taken that word capital to mean that you're capitalizing on someone mm -hmm. that it needs to be an unequal you know transaction or exchange of value someone's is is to greater advantage. Somebody's winning. Yeah. yeah, right. They're winner and a loser. And the reason that is because that's what it's been historically in our right. country. I think like the, the 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 downside of capitalism is extraction of resources, right? And a lot of resource resources or money, labor, all types of things, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, I do think there is beauty in, or maybe the exploitation of it. Facts. Even more because extraction's not inherently bad, right? 
How do you find extraction? The, the way I define extraction, yeah, where, you, where, you, extraction. Where, you, where you take something that is not yours, basically. Okay. Like, I, I so mean, like I don't theft know. or something? I mean, it is a form of theft, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like extracting is like pulling resources from one place and, 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 and mm -hmm. so people in another place could benefit from it. So like extracting oil from your own land mm -hmm. is not inherently a bad well maybe oil is not the best but like like plants plants extract nutrients from the soil right or we extract Facts. nutrients from food that we eat but they give back right you know what i'm saying the plants mm -hmm. give back yeah like they 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 they, they give oxygen mm -hmm. so that's now now we're talking about an ecosystem so yeah, extraction yeah. is the way i define extraction mm -hmm. is the one-sided mm -hmm. if that makes sense yeah yeah i'm not i'm yeah. not disagreeing i'm just trying to get to a place where I can understand yeah, yeah. how you're using the term so I can yeah. understand your point better. Yeah, and I'm not sure if I'm using it correctly, but that's, <laughs> that's the way I'm thinking about it, where, it's, sure. it, where it's, it's, it's one side and one person. Yeah. One person is, one one group is winning and another one isn't, yeah, right? Yeah, this, this kind of unequal exploitation or yeah. extraction of without paying back into the system. Exactly. So I think that that is, uh, I think that that is a, a cool way to, to approach, you know, what we have going on, go for, going forward just like the pay what you can model like what can you contribute because if you give people opportunity like I, anytime i'm selling my shirts in person I, it's to pay what you can mm -hmm. like what is this transaction worth to you mean yeah. to you i've had people give me 150 dollars for a shirt and i've had people give me 10 dollars for a shirt and i'm okay with that because it always kind of balances itself out as long as people you know are, are are genuine and giving what they can yeah i'm a big fan of the sliding scale mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for for you know, for for creatives and for everybody, mm -hmm. I, I think that's one of that's a, a great tool in ad in addressing the inequality of mm -hmm. our society because mm -hmm. we need to, you know, I'm I'm, you know, depend, you know, regardless of which side of the political spectrum you're you're on, mm -hmm. I, I don't see us getting to any sort of ideal system without a massive redistribution of wealth, mm -hmm. and we can argue all day about how that's going to happen, but I, but I think that by offering access mm -hmm. and not denying access to people without the material means mm -hmm. you're you're you are living by your values you are mm -hmm. like uh creating this brighter future that we all want to live in and um i know you are strapped for time so i want to respect you yeah. know you got you got other things in the in the pot but just before we wrap it up um one more time just share with people like how they can connect with you, how they can mm -hmm. find you, mm -hmm. and also uh, like the release date of your book and how people can buy it if they want to buy it. Right. So the release date is is it, the the pre order is open okay. right now. So how go, can people go, find that? So they could find it at b is for blackwealth dot com. It, it's spelled just like it sounds. B is hold, hold that book up one more time yeah, yeah. too. B is for blackwealth dot com. Um, and you can find the book. Um. You can find me. The best place to find me is Instagram. Um, I honestly, Instagram is Ant Walker three three A N T Walker three three. Um, you could also find if you're interested in, in some merch. Uh, I don't have any on right now because I wear other people's stuff too. But finance friday dot com. But if you go to my Instagram, it's like a centralized location where you could kind of find everything, all the links that you need okay. to to keep up with me and to support what I have going on. I have a whole lot of cool stuff in the pipeline for this book. Um, 
and and just sit because I wanted this to be a standalone episode. What is Finance Friday, really quick? Yeah, 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 yeah. So Finance Friday is kind of the parent company to Be Is for Black Wealth. Um, it is an educational company where I educate entrepreneurs, business uh, entrepreneurs. Or I, I educate on entrepreneurship, business, and finance to the masses. Um, it started as that and turned into a clothing brand as well. So we have some real cool like clothes with messages on it and stuff. Um, so that's those are my two businesses currently that I'm actively working on and working in. And um, oh, I feel like I was saying something. Oh. I was saying something important. So we have a lot of cool things that are happening with the book um, or emotion. We have a, I don't know how much I want to talk about it, but basically we're going to have some NFTs associated with the book. Um, we'll probably have a crowdfund on the blockchain as well. That's associated with the book may have a crowdfund off the blockchain. I haven't hundred percent decided yet, but one way to distribute uh, redistribute wealth, to me is to 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 kind of take our money out of the traditional system and or at least a portion of our money out of the traditional system um and and convert some of that money to cryptocurrency i think it's a lot of power um in in the system that is in the system that is being created over there on the blockchain so yeah a bunch of cool stuff happening a lot of good education anybody that pre-orders my book actually has access to an eight-week course um teaching people how to code right so it'll okay. probably it'll probably be like eighth or ninth grade mm -hmm. and older like as far as being able to access that but you'll have a free ticket whether you want to come or you want to you know uh use that to give to somebody else Dope. that could benefit from that because i just feel like the the central to um like one of the most important skill sets going forward is going to be coding mm -hmm. and developing and even right now so what I think, uh what what language uh i believe it's solidity 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 Okay. Is, am I saying it right? I don't know. I'm not 100% yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm but, not the, a coder, the, but yeah, the brother that's doing the brother that's doing it is is a dope code. He codes both on the blockchain and off. Um he has a lot of cool experience. Um so I'm excited to kind of bring his his uh his his effort like what he knows to the masses. So we'll we'll get a, a cool it'll be an 8 week course and people will just like I said your ticket is the book. So yeah. as long as you have the book, you have access to this 8 week coding that. course. Um, so, and, and all that people can find out all about that at the website for the book. Yes, all of all of that is at bsforblackwealth dot com. Um, okay. Some of that information is still this is, some of this is exclusive. So like the, yeah. the NFT projects, the the crowdsourcing on the blockchain, I haven't really uh, announced that as a just yet. Um, this is my first time officially yeah. announcing it, okay. but all of that stuff will kind of come out as we go. Gotcha. So stay tuned. And be locked be, in. People can check in on your Instagram too. I'm sure to, Facts. to, to Inst get those ads Instagram. Well. The website will get updated as we go, and all those types of things. So yeah, just tap yeah. in. You'll 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 find somewhere in our ecosystem that could be helpful and contri contribute to Tory to you for sure. Oh, yeah. Just tap on in. Well, brother, dude, I I I appreciate oh, you man. so much. Appreciate appreciate you, you brother Thank Bart. Thank you so man. much for coming on, and and I just love to see you thriving at what you're doing, and I'm totally in support of it, and. Uh, just looking forward to seeing all the great things you're going to keep creating, man. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. I, I'm, I'm inspired by you, by you as well, bro. When we first met, I was like, yeah, man, I want to start a podcast. <laughs> and you were telling me about your podcast. And I'm like, yeah, that's dope. And I was asking a bunch yeah. of questions. Um, so to see you in doing that work and to having, having had an opportunity to kind of be involved, um, 
has been has been super uh, refreshing and super beneficial to me in a lot of different ways. So I just appreciate you for the work you're doing, for the structure you created, the platform that you're you're creating. Oh yeah, um, it's gonna benefit a lot of people over time. So thank you, brother. Hell yeah! Well, let me know when you're ready, and I'll I'll help you get set up. I believe everybody needs to have one of these. So yeah, I agree, bro. <laughs> I don't know when I'm at this point. I'm like, man, that's looking further and further in the yeah. future. But I, one day, I'll be making a guide uh, eventually. Super when, dope. When we start the Space Art Podcast, it's our first. That's our episode zero. Is how to make a podcast. I'll Super dope. So coming. so yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna lean in when it's time though, for sure, oh, yeah, bro. Brother. Well, have a good one, man. Thanks again for coming yes, by. Appreciate you, bro. Peace. Peace. Well, there you go. There you have it. Episode 45 in the books. And speaking of books, I'll once again say, uh, go check out Bias for Black Wealth out now. You can pre-order it, beasforblackwealth.com. Take advantage of that coding boot camp uh, or just reach out and, and, and check my man out on Instagram at anthonywalker33. Um let me know too. What do you guys think about these video episodes? Love them, hate them. Uh, input is always welcome. Um, I hope you guys are all having a great week and uh, you continue to pursue your own dreams to the best of your faculties, remembering the communities from which you came and the gifts you have to offer to those communities. Be well, my friends.